Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is there anybody there? <laughs> College was where we we spent our time and effort, and even uh, the founder of Zephyr would be the first to admit back in the 90s, he believed college was bigger, and it, it truly is when you take all universities and all things combined. What's up, Deadhead Crew? Ed here, and on this episode, I have the pleasure to be joined by Chris and JM of Zephyr Hats. We talked about the early stages when they became a company, uh, and they started as a college-only company where they were bringing hats to uh, different collegiate teams. I still own my Kent State uh, Zephyr Hats. That's right, I do. Uh, and then also, um, we talked about the process that it takes for them to acquire a license from each individual college the teams uh major league baseball it's a lot of work that i personally was not really aware of uh that uh i'm glad that i do know now um we also talked about uh, their, the acquisition from um, Lakeshore or Blue 84 when they purchased Zephyr and now is giving them a bigger window of not just hats, but also stickers um, and then different kinds of clothing. Uh, so it, is, it, it encompasses a bigger company now. Uh, but guys, without further ado, I give you the episode. All right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of the Dad High Chronicles. You guys already know me. My name is Ed. And with me today, I have two gentlemen. That's right. I'm actually this is my very first uh, interview with two people on. So I'm very excited for this. I have uh, Chris Henwood and J.M. McCann of Z Hats. Gentlemen, how are you guys today? Doing well. Doing Thanks well, for having man. us. Look at that. You guys are all at the same time. Boom, boom. I love it. Love it. Uh, uh, Chris, I'll start with you. Um, if you don't mind, tell me a little bit about uh, yourself and then how you, uh, uh, what you do at uh, Z Hats. Cool. I am uh, the creative director for our college apparel side of, uh, of the, the business. Actually, um, I work for Lake Shirts or Blue 84. And yep. um, probably about two years ago, uh, our company purchased uh, Zephyr. Um, and uh, that's how I got involved with these guys and uh, been working closely with JM for about the last uh, two to three years. So it's been great. Love it. I love it. I love it. All right, JM, your turn, my friend. I'll try and keep it short and sweet. Uh, I've been with Zephyr for 15 years. So born and raised in the hometown of where Zephyr was really founded. Um, I've done a little bit of everything with the company from starting in the warehouse to samples, to sales management, to now I work on the field as far as a sales rep for Zephyr and work with teams and accounts alike directly. And then also now with the acquisition on the Lakeshirt side of Zephyr and the Blue 84 business, working alongside 
side with them on the apparel part of the business as well. Yeah, I was just actually doing a little bit of research, didn't do too much. But yeah, I see that, you know, now it's not just hats now, but it's also a full apparel into sports. This is great stuff. I love it. Um, okay, so so I want to I want to start at the very basics. You know, how did you guys become a fan of sports, you know, altogether, right? Baseball. I, obviously, this is a baseball podcast, but you guys also love sports like I do. Um, how did you guys become a fan of that? Um, for me, I think it was very beginning. I, um, I'm a graphic designer by trade. Um, just grew up uh, really liking logos and sports as a kid. Um, would always draw them, you know, whenever I got a chance as a pup and um, went to school and played uh Played football at Bowling Green State University, got a graphic design degree, and then uh, started initially working at Jansport. Um, had the opportunity to do some graphic design for T-shirts and sweatshirts in the college industry. And then um, from that, it rolled into, we had a minor league ta- uh, team in Appleton, Wisconsin, which is where Jansport was located, the uh, Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. Mm-hmm. So it became a really good uh a uh, really good relationship with those guys and, uh, you know, got to develop some minor league logos throughout the years and some college logos. And so I'm always paying attention to anything, uh, anytime anybody comes out with something new, I've tried to get on it via a, a couple different, uh, um, web, uh, web opportunities, uni watch, um, that type of stuff. I'm a disciple of that. So always just paying attention and how uniforms and logos, um, you know, on the retail side and how that, uh, now being able to do that professionally, how that works, but, uh, always an understanding of, you know, being able to, to pop in a new logo, how new uniforms, new hats coming out, new helmets. Uh, I'm a, I'm a junkie when it comes to that type of stuff. I'm a little bit of a junkie myself. You know, as you can see behind me, I have uh, just a few hats. Good man. Uh, my Good man. Hats. Uh, also I have to say I'm a Kent state, uh, graduate myself. Oh, very nice. Nice. So, Yep. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a product of the Mac. I actually just moved to North Carolina. So, but I, I used to live in Ohio. So awesome. it's the golden flash. Uh, so let me ask you, Chris, because uh, obviously you, you are a follower and you had, you, like you said, you're a disciple of design and everything. Um, are you also uh, someone who subscribed to sportslogo.net? Cause one of my very good friends is Paul Caputo who writes for them. Yeah, actually uh, I'm on that as well. I, uh, um, listen to that uh, or join that um, whenever I get a chance to. Um, I know that, uh, you know, there's been some podcast obliterations uh, mm-hmm. have come out of that. Um, so, yeah, I, I bounce them back and forth between both of those. I love um, it. So it's it's great info. Um, I appreciate all the input that all the readers give and uh, uh, they catch some stuff, which is you know, even for us uh, logo nerds that uh, they get really into the weeds, but it's it's, <laughs> it's fun to keep up with and uh, appreciate all of it. That's right. And that's right. And you said you, you also said the Timber Rattlers. And for a very hot second, I own a, a part of that. The uh, team when they were, you know, they were a part of like, you know, when you, a fans were able to oh, sure, purchase sure. purchase part of the, the team. I still got my certificate in my owner's uh, nice. uh, polo shirt. So nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Very nice. I should put that on my resume one day. I was the owner of a team. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right. So, James, let's talk. Let, how about you, man? How how'd you become a fan of sports, man? Yeah. So for myself, it's probably as as a lot of young kids have mm-hmm. probably have a similar story. I just 
naturally gravitated towards sports. So I have played every sport growing up and through high school, um, big sports fan that followed the NHL, the NBA, the MLB, and any of the major sports. But even I even say to this day, if it's a live sporting event, you can't, you can't beat it. Right. I'm excited for the, the, the open to start on Thursday at 1 a.m. Eastern time and whatnot. So grew up in, in uh, a big way, a fan of all sports and then kind of through just naturally where I was based out of the fact that Zephyr was in my backyard. I can remember going to lids as a kid and purchasing hats. And I knew the Zephyr hat before I knew Zephyr was even in my hometown. And so then I got a really large blessing by getting introduced to the company and realizing as a 17, 18 year old, I could work in the the warehouse and I could push hats around all day for a living, you know, as a summer job and in between uh, coming back from college and stuff like that. So um, one thing led to the next. You you aren't very lucky if you're or it's not always you're as lucky as guys like Chris and I are where you love sports, you love hats, you love apparel. And then you get to do that for a living. So we we don't take that for granted by any means, but that's kind of a, a natural transition where I knew originally I wanted to do sports broadcasting. That was my vision. That was my goal and worked with the Avalanche and the Nuggets out of Denver to take that career path. And then once I had graduated, Zephyr had some opportunities that opened up and one thing led to the next. And it's been 15 years now that I've been with them and my, my passion for hats and my passion for sports are every day of my life. So can't complain. I'm with you, man. Listen, I wanted to be in uh, in uh, sports radio. That's that was my thing. And, you know, obviously I was married at the time when I, I was going to go to school for it and all that. But you know what? It ended up working out. I'm doing a little podcast. So that's going to say that you're is. not far. You're not right. far from it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so let me ask you guys. Uh, so the way that I was introduced to Zephyr hats, right? Z hats is th- first college, right? Because that's, you know, I always knew Zephyr hats was through college, but then as I started collecting and collecting more, which became an addiction, sorry, honey, I love you. Um, I've started to notice that you guys are really getting, you know, hardcore with minor league baseball, which is, you know, really something that I really did, uh, did like, because you guys had a different, uh, way of doing things. So, and if, if you guys, like guys look behind me, I have a lot of, you know, Zephyr hats in there, you know, because this is, it's an alternative to the big boys, right? New era 47, which everybody wants, but you know, Zephyr hats is really underrated when it comes to the quality and product of, of hats, you know, and now obviously, uh, you guys with, uh, with the, um, with the, uh, shirts and things like that. Yeah. I think for us, um, we're biased, right? So mm-hmm. we are, are Zephyr people through and through. So we feel the same way and would echo your comments about our quality, our customization, and really our design capabilities. Um, for us, really college was our focus. We started in 93, College was where we we spent our time and effort, and even uh, the founder of Zephyr would be the first to admit. Back in the '90s, he believed college was bigger, and it it truly is when you take all universities and all things combined compared to a league like the NFL and the MLB and NBA, especially in the nineties. Right. So right. college is what people know Zephyr for. Um, we had an, an era where we were licensed officially with the NHL, but about gosh, 10 years ago. Now we, we were doing custom hats for lids and we're doing custom hats for local retailers, mom and pops, you name it, right. Top to bottom. And there was an understanding that 
well, if we can do custom hats for them, why aren't we doing them for the actual baseball team? Why aren't we doing them for a corporate account, a high school account, a team sports youth club, you name it, right? Um, So 10 years ago, we made a concerted effort to really focus on that part of the business. And so gosh, over the last 10 years, it's grown quite a bit. You know, we're, we like to, to no pun intended, hang our hat on connections with some of the leagues like the coastal plains and the Savannah bananas. Um, but we work with the, you know, Pecos league of professional baseball, which people maybe have never heard of all the way to some of the bigger leagues. And that again is a, it's been a slow process. You know, we know who the big names in headwear are obviously with on-field deals with MLB and stuff like that. Um, but we've made a big name for ourselves in the college market and we continue to venture into the minor league baseball, youth baseball, and really anything outside of that. You know, what's funny though, because, and I, I always look at, you know, when COVID happened and everything, right. I look at things that happened to me as a, uh, as, as a blessing in disguise, because this is how I started uh, my podcast. But right. When, when that happened, a lot of minor league teams were not able to get access to the big boys, like we're talking yep. about, right? the new eras yep. and the 47. And then there was a void there. And I'll tell you that guys right now, the coastal plain league, you guys, you know, I guess I got the blowfish, you know, Savannah bananas, right. Which yep. by the way, guys, you know, not you, but like, you know, the people that are listening, they do have two teams, you know, the Savannah bananas is their, their, you know, crazy team. And then there's the collegiate wood bat team. Right. But you know, you guys, you guys stepped in, right. You guys were like, yeah, we'll, Come on, come on over. We got, you know, we got product that we can get, sell you guys. Yeah. And I think we, we knowing the way the industry set up and and who we compete against, that's one of the things that um, we, we do consider ourselves a, a mom and pop and that <clears throat> we, as we've grown with Lake shirts and blue 84, we still have that vibe, right? We still, we work for anybody, right? We, we are not the type of company that we're too big or mm-hmm. don't have the time. And so that's where, yeah, COVID's opened up some great opportunities. And again, just with our, our different model, right? We're very custom. We believe in creating and developing designs that maybe other people won't offer, or it's more complicated for them. We believe in that type of business. Um, and then you get into a, what we believe is some of the best quality hats that Zephyr makes. And and we're very proud of how it's, how it's been and continues to grow to this day so i love that because and i'll i'll listen i'm i I'm, when i'm critical of a hat i'm very critical when i love it i love it and i have not had a single hat that has been bad for zephyr hat so far it's been comfortable uh and obviously as someone who is a uh dad hat collectors i do love the quality of the hat so that's when do we hire you? Hey, come on. <laughs> I'm open. Let's go. We got our new sales guy. I there, like it. Uh, we can talk after. Yeah, um, there we go. But let me ask you, obviously, you guys, you know, there's a there was an acquisition by Lakeshore uh, Blue 84. Um, what was the the reasoning behind it? You guys just wanted to make sure that you guys, not, you know, you guys not only have hats, but now, you know, providing, you know, T-shirt and other kinds of apparel. Yeah, I think. And Chris can chime in and tie in as well to this since he has originally come on the Lake shirt side. Um, there's a lot of reasons, right? I think the ownership group previously, um, they had been around for a long time. And I think they had found with where they were at in their lives an opportunity to finally move on and and essentially put their hat up for, for all purposes being. Yeah. Um, and then 
the nice thing is where we're at now with Lake Shirts and the larger conglomerate that they are with the apparel, the stickers, the signs and all that they bring, um, it, it allows a little gasoline to be put on this fire. Because, again, we've got some diehard hat fans out there on the Zephyr side. But as a business, how do you become not only at this level, but in 20 years be at an even higher level? And I think that's where the opportunity presented itself two years ago and Lake Shirts saw a lot of blue sky, right? Like any business owner, that's really what it comes down to. And they felt with our licenses on the college side, not to mention all the other markets that Zephyr has dabbled in, that with their experience and the massive company that they are, we can now add this to the total package and, and take it to the next level. So I love that. Uh, so Chris, let me ask you, because you are on the design side of things, correct? Correct. Uh, you know, without going into too much into, you know, things that you can't be talking about, like, you know, walk me through like a little bit of the process of what is like to, let's say, speak with a minor league team, you know, how that works out as far as, you know, designing and bringing them, you know, different kinds of products that they're able to sell later on in their online store or, you know, at the actual store at the ballpark. Yeah. I think from our standpoint, it's, uh, you know, as, as we kind of spoke earlier, obviously the logo is the um, is basically the face of any of these clubs um, that we're dealing with, regardless of the level. And um, from our standpoint, um, our design team, what what the fun thing that we get to do is how do we make it different? How do we utilize, you know, the strength in their brand from a team standpoint? And how can we bring it um, through a design standpoint, whether it's a different garment or a different treatment, whether it's applique or embroidery, um, screen print, different types of inks. How can we make it and kind of embellish it a little bit um, and then marry that to, uh, to a great garment or a great headwear piece and, and take that and, and bring it to retail? I mean, you know, to your point, you know, that, that everyday sale when you come to really any level of the, of the ball clubs is going to be that on-field hat. How can we make it different from mm -hmm. that, whether it's, you know, bringing a neon and putting it on a black hat or, you know, utilizing a, a close up or certain element of each logo and how we we pull that out a little bit. And that's really the fun is how do we dissect it and put it back together and make it different and unique. And then obviously um, putting it out and delivering to the marketplace and, and having some success through that. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. It's I think the fun about it is that, right, and that not only do you obviously do the on-field, which is, I'll be honest, I, I, I can understand that, right, and I've accepted that as someone who doesn't collect on-field hats is that that's the bread and butter, a lot of the, the collectors, that's what they collect, that's what they sure. like. But you guys also go into different, you know, your unstructured, my, you know, the ones I collected that hats and you guys also make it different, bring in different logos, different wording and things like that to make it different. So that way it's not just your, you know, your cookie cutter hat. Well, and I think that's kind of what's been fun over the years, right, is. When you think about retail in the 90s, it wasn't anything like it is today. You look at just apparel and fashion and how it's such an integral part of so many things. And like Chris said, the logo is the logo is the focal point. What's been fun for us is we're seeing high school teams, minor league teams, all the way up to colleges that see a huge advantage in selling 
their apparel and their brand, right? Their brand exists as a standalone, can be a sign, it can be on the field or whatever, right? But now when you talk about an on-field piece with a hat or a jersey or whatever, the fan now has the opportunity where they didn't years ago to not only purchase it as is, but then the right team and the understanding of the buyers with these teams and these companies see the advantage of not only can they get their brand out and have people wearing their logo for fun because it's a cool logo, but now they can make money off of it, right? And so there's become this whole side of, like I said, the on-field is important, but then what we're able to do in the retail space is a whole nother level that's expanded um, quite a bit over the last few years. And that's where we have fun, right? Different materials. We don't just do one silhouette, right? Like the dad hat has had its trend and is still popular. In 2011, it was the snapback, right? And we continue to see trends. And for Zephyr, we know if I name each of the major headwear companies, they're associated with a specific hat, right? We at Zephyr, we at Zephyr, nobody really can say what our, our one hat is. And that's a testament because our quality transcends all silhouettes that we do from a flat bill, a curve bill, stretch fit, fitted, adjustable visors, buckets, knits. We literally do the whole thing. Um, and we like to say that we do them as good as anybody when it comes to that. So, And, and it's fun because with minor league baseball specifically, even college, right? But there's a lot of alternative looks right because there's you know all right well okay we have today we have uh one of your coastal plains league right the the which is 10 minutes for me the holly spring salamanders right they're also known as the milkshakes right so that's another set of you know design aspects that you guys can really you know grab from and you know that's more more money for them and for you guys you know it's a business at the end of the day we're not making business what are we doing here guys Right. Um, so I really do love that you guys are not just going for just a, the main logo, but you know, there's other stuff that's out there that you guys can really take advantage of. Right. And I think that's the big part of it too, is, you know, as speaking as a designer, um, the, a lot of the fun comes in the secondary and alternative marks and whether it's throwbacks or pulling in elements of, you know, history and past logos or regional, tendencies or stuff like that. Um, you know, especially all the things that minor league baseballers are, are doing with the Copas and the food and, and oh, all yeah. that type of stuff. You can, you can really kind of go out there and, and we can drill down and find some fun stuff that to your, to your point, maybe isn't on field, but it's still an element of the branding of that team and how we can, how we can pull it out and identify it and have some fun with it from both the apparel and the headwear side. True. Now you, you guys, obviously with licensing, you guys do also work with, uh, you know, some of the major teams, right? Like, you know, the NFL, MLB and all of that. Um, but you guys are, will, will always be mainly college. Is that's your, your main, you know, bread and butter and then go into the other markets as they come. It's correct. Yep. And like I said, that goes back to really in the nineties, the way the, the original founder had, mm-hmm. had seen the vision he wanted to focus and stay in college. And again, hindsight being what it is, obviously we look at the four major pro leagues out there now. I think we wish there was more involvement with the MLB and the NFLs and stuff like that. Um, but we we are a very top level provider in the collegiate space and we've got great relationships and those licenses, believe it or not, they're not easy to get because each school is its own individual separate license. Um, so that is a challenging and kind of a, a feather in the cap for what we do in that sense. So um, yeah, that's, that's the main area that we, we currently focus on. And I think, I think the great thing about college is the way I've always looked at it from the apparel side and, and even on the headwear side in addition is, 
you know, every year you get a brand new crop of fans. Um, that freshman class hits campus, and then all of a sudden moms and dads care about, you know, Bowling Green, Kent State, that type of stuff. They're fans now, and that's going to carry them through. So, um, you know, it's it helps keep you, uh, you know, as an industry fresh. You, you've always got to be kind of paying attention to stuff out there. Um, everybody's got their tried and true looks from a college standpoint, but there's, uh, as trends come and go, um, you know, that new crop of fans for every school, uh, really, really helps keep, uh, you know, keep it fun and keep it fresh as we develop product in the future. That's just mind boggling, right? You know, and, and I knew a little bit about that, but not too much because I, I don't really look into the college too much and I should, but. The fact that each college, you have to go directly to each college and you got to work on licensing for that one. And then, you know, a design for that, that is just a work all on its own. My Lord. Yeah. And we won't, we won't name names on this podcast, but we've got schools where they just won't allow us to use our creative juices and that's fine, right? Like they've got a brand, they're going to protect it and they don't want us to tweak it where we like to have fun and guys like Chris and I geek out a little bit is when we get into some schools where they're big name power five conference, whatever. Right. And they've got not only primaries, but secondaries, they've got word marks like Chris was mentioning, delving into the regional specifics, or it's a school saying it's a mascot, it's a tartan print, whatever. Right. That's when we can really have fun. And that's where on blue 84 apparel and the Zephyr headwear side, creatively and graphically we have some of the best artists in the industry and a design mentality where we get to take full advantage of it when it is those schools but yeah no matter what we do if we're using somebody's marks we got to get their approval prior to us putting into production so and i think that's a big part too is we've got a great internal team you know from a sales perspective as well as a licensing perspective that have these great relationships with these uh you know, mm-hmm. we'll just say key masters of, uh, of logos in these certain schools. And, and just like in any business or any industry, relationships are key. Um, but that's, that's really where we succeed the most is when we have those really good relationships so we can sit down and work out these fun projects and programs that may be new to a region uh, to help generate um, new sales and things like that. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's constant. It's, it's, you know, evergreen, I like to say, because mm-hmm. to that point, I mean, there's always newness happening, um, but it, uh, it, it's fun. And it, uh, you know, to JM's point, everybody is a little bit different. Everybody is a little bit of a snowflake, but uh, there are some commonalities that, uh, that we can take advantage of from our uh, capabilities here on both companies. I, I find it interesting that some organizations will not, you know, divert from that, right? Like, you know, for whatever logo it is, because let's come on, guys. Like, you know, I have, I can tell you, I have like three or four or five Durham Bulls hats, but every single one of them is different, mm-hmm. right? I got, you know, I'm a fan of my, of the Cleveland Guardians. I can tell you that I have a whole bunch of different has every single one is different because of the logo and the design is different and you know when when you as an organization re- finally realize that and realize the amount of money that you can be making it's yep. it's you know unreal yeah and yeah. i think from from that standpoint that that's where um the work really begins from our standpoint if you've mm-hmm. got a school um or a team or whatever that's more restrictive than others um, then the creativity really has to pick, 
pick up a little bit because at that point it puts a little more pressure on the garment where, okay, we've got to do something unique from a silhouette standpoint, whether it's a different fabrication or different color blocking or things like that, knowing that we've maybe had some limitations on what we can do with the logo. Um, it really comes down to, okay, how do we differentiate ourselves on that sales floor? Well, it's got to be the, uh, the actual garment now. And, and that's where the, it's nice to have kind of a, a pretty broad brush of, of different uh, apparel styles that we can utilize. And I'll let JM speak to the hats because I think that's the same thing that, uh, that really is the strength of Zephyr as well. Yeah, no. And, and like Chris said, that's one of the biggest things we have to figure out, right? If, if we can't do black on black for somebody's logo, black on black, walk into a lid store, you see it sells well in MLB and stuff like that. But some people just, they don't approve that for their logos, right? So to Chris's point, that's one of the things and I mentioned it earlier for the Zephyr side, being able to offer not just one specific silhouette or a couple, but having the full range within a headwear collection that we can accentuate, whether it's a certain style. And then when you delve into the hats, it's funny. If you're a hat guy, Ed, you get it. Um, there is a million things we can do to a hat. And a lot of people think it's just a hat, right? No, and so yeah. <laughs> for us, that's where when it comes to the materials that we use and then the applications, whether it's going to be piping, sandwich visor, screen print, simple as a secondary logo hit on the side or a local state flag or whatever it is, um, there is endless things that we do to hats. And that's where sometimes it's not actually tweaking the logo. We'll keep it to the standards of the school or the team, how they ask it but then we can accentuate that or at least differentiate enough with some other aspects of the hat to, you know, take it a next level, if you will. Right. So. Because you can, you know, okay, fine. All right, fine. All right. We're going to go ahead and keep the same logo. That's fine. No, no yep. problem. But here's what we're going to do, right? What we're going to do is we're going to bring out different materials. We're going to different bring you guys different style of hats, you know, and, and on one hat, we're going to do, you know, Try colors, right? You know, or, you know, you're going to do the front panel, with, you know, different color, you know, your, your buttons at the top and things like that, something different, right? Your, the brim, things like that, that would definitely yeah. make it a little bit better or different than uh, what other, you know, companies will do that will only keep you at one color or, or one material. Yeah. And, and one thing to add to that, which is where we've really set ourselves apart in, especially the minor league and the youth and the team part of our business is we're one of the few companies that is, is a cut and sew opportunity, right? So when we work with a team or we work with really any retailer, we are building the hat from scratch, right? So we pride ourselves in that raised 3D embroidery and that's tougher to do domestically just because the hat is constructed, right? So when we're doing that, we can mix and match materials. We can do three tones. We can do pinwheel. We can do really um, my, my cheesy but true sales pitch is if you can see it in your mind, Zephyr can do it on a hat. So that's where we leave that freedom and flexibility to whoever it is we're working with to really do whatever. And we've got a fantastic group of designers that already come to the table with a bunch of pre-designed options and, and concepts that are tried and true or things that we're testing. And then we let our customers from there say, hey, you know what? In North Carolina, that's not our market in this silhouette, but we are in this silhouette. Now, how do we change the material? How do we do contrast color eyelets? How do we make the snap two-tone? And again, because of the way we're set up, we're fully custom, we're factory direct, which allows our customers to really customize and make the hat, however, to the specs that they want. So let me ask you, uh, and, and I want to go back to something you said that's very interesting. 
let's say that you're setting up a, a, a meeting with a, a minor league uh, ball club. The sales team, which would be you, will go in first uh, and talk to the team, see what they want, what they what they want to get done. And then from there, that's where you go ahead. And once you get it a, a agreed upon contract, that's when it moves over to a designer and things like that, a team of designers. Kind of a, a mix of, of what you said, right? So okay. we have a sales force, both Blue 84 and Zephyr, where mm-hmm. independent sales reps, which are managed by corporate sales teams and all of the other departments within each company, they've put together catalogs, they've put together concepts and designs. And that sales right. force is out there meeting with the local teams, meeting with the local retailers. And yes, they go sit down with the team because again, each team may be a little bit different, right? Depending on the region, we see different silhouettes more popular than in other regions of the country. So they go in there and they figure out what are you looking for? And from a catalog, the team may be able to say, I want those four designs exactly as is, right? Great. Yeah. If they want to customize, then that's the great thing. We're open and flexible to do really whatever. And then that's where our design team comes in and works with those sales guys to be able to put together the the comps and the concepts that we slide back over to the teams that they obviously approve right before we put it into production, making sure that the logos look how they want, the materials are right, the applications and all of that stuff. So yeah, very similar process to what you said. And and that's what, again, helps allow us to have a, a sales force that's locally there and may know the people better and understand the region, along with things that we've put together to help marry the two and, and create some great product. I think from a design standpoint, I mean, uh, you know, when we're fortunate enough to to be called in from the sales team to actually be in that account visit when they're when they're presenting the line, um, that's when I really enjoy it and and have my most fun is, you know, I kind of get to understand the lay of the land. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, this sells well for us here. Um, This is something we've never tried. This is something that we know we've tried before and it won't work. So that information is is very valuable to us as a designer that, you know, we can we can then, okay, let the juices flow and we can work with that account right there. And it's like, well, let's try this. Let's how about we instead of doing this color on this part of the headwear piece or this part of the apparel, let's try this. Let's try that. And and it's it's kind of, I don't want to say it's a Mr. Potato Head, but it's we're literally designing on the fly right there. And that's, that's the part where you got a great buyer, a great relationship from a sales team, and then being able to utilize the design team to create something brand new and everybody's invested in it. And uh, when we get those accounts and we get those type of relationships, that's where we do the best work. Love that. Love that. Absolutely love that. That's awesome. And and listen, I'm becoming a, a big fan of uh, you guys' work because like I said, I own a few of them somewhere back there in my uh, wall of hats, actually walls of hats, because I'm at, I'm at three right now. So about to fill up my fourth wall. So love you, honey. Um, so uh, and I want to thank you, first of all, before we go into our, you know, my famous, not so famous questions here. Uh, anything that you guys, you know, want to uh uh, say besides, you know, what you guys already said about the company and what you guys got coming for minor league baseball or anything like that. I think I would just say 
to the the people that may be listening and and mm-hmm. don't know much about Zephyr. Um, it's a it's a great brand, Blue eighty four, a fantastic brand as well. Um, check these guys out, right? Like check us out, see what we do, get to know who we are. I say it to coaches that are out there that are minor league youth coaches. They coach at a high school. I say it to players that may be listening that are on a team and they go, "Hey, the hat we wear, we're not a huge fan of it." I would ask them to reach out, right? Like we pride ourselves in the product that we produce. Our team, like Chris mentioned earlier, is phenomenal. We've got some of the greatest people in design, some of the greatest sales team, and top to bottom, the company is very well set in regards to that. And it makes it easy as a sales guy. I love working with Chris. The product sells itself, right? So some of the biggest challenges we do have is getting in front of some of these people that may say, hey, I, I haven't heard of Zephyr. I don't know what they're like. And that's where we ask reach out. We can always, you know, show you and tell you about what we offer. And, and there's a lot of things that come with that. Um, so that's really for us. We, we appreciate the opportunity to get to have some people to understand us better and, and see the, how the, how the cookies made essentially. I, I like that. Right. Because like I said, like we were just talking before is there was a void, right? Because I've spoken with many minor league teams where like, yeah, we can't get uh, a 47. We can't get a new era. Right. So you're, you know, Zephyr's like, we'll do it. Yep. Right. <laughs> Why not? Yep. And, and that would be very dumb of a company not to say that we would do it because there's a void. Right. And we'll, we'll continue to see that. I think, right. Like one of the biggest challenges that Chris, myself, companies like ours and all companies have dealt with, it's a, it's a buzzword, but supply chain. Right. And that oh, has absolutely. been a massive challenge and there's no, and there's no hiding that. Um, but we've got, again, a team that's working very hard day in and day out to try and to recoup and, and make things as right as possible as we go forward. And, and we are a strong company in that sense. And we're going to continue to pick up more leagues and continue to put more hats on heads and, and t-shirts on people. And, and that's exciting for guys like Chris and us. Love it. Love it. All right, gentlemen, are you ready for the most serious part of this whole podcast? Love it. All right. I will ask each of you the very first easy question. This is a softball question here. Uh, soft pitch, not fast pitch, because fast pitch is extremely hard. Um, <laughs> soft pitch. You go to a ballpark. What is your food and drink of choice when you get there? Popcorn. Popcorn. Fresh popcorn. I, I struggle to find anything better than that. Love it. I'm uh, out of Colorado. So the Rockies, they call it the Rocky dog. I'm a sucker for a a good hot dog and I get as much of the goods on it. You can onions, pickles, relish, ketchup, mustard, and then you can't go wrong with a cold beer at a ballpark with your hot dog. All right. So, so you are a mustard on hot dog kind of guy. Are you? It's got to be in combination with ketchup, but yes. Okay. I'll take it because I'm a, I'm a ketchup and mustard kind of guy. There we go. That's the thing. It's like I struggle. I don't pay a lot for food when I go to a ballpark because I'm usually in the shop buying a hat. uh, (laughs) Yeah. So I've got an allowance when I go to those things. So popcorn's about uh, as far down (laughs) as I can go. It's funny how you get married and all of a sudden you go, you're That's, right back into an allowance. It's crazy. Absolutely. It's right. crazy, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely. It really is. All right. If you go camping, would you rather go camping in a tent or an RV? RV. <laughs> I was going to say I'm out of Colorado, so I probably should answer as a lie and say that I like to tent camp, but <laughs> hands down, if I can get in an RV, I'm camping in an RV. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a travel trailer RV. I get it. I understand Hotel. That. Yeah. cabin amen 
<laughs> like, Anytime not... I got to reduce my stuff, it's camping. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, okay. Uh, would you rather get a hug from a panda bear or a grizzly bear? Panda, hands down. Panda is the one you're going to survive, but uh, right. yeah, I would vote panda. Right. Kind of. You know, panda bears are known to be kind of crazy, too, though. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, you win the lottery and only use the price for you can either either use it the price for, um, excuse me, for a family member, one family member. You can, you can only give money to a one family member. Which family member would it be? Uh, my wife. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Yeah, my wife's sitting next to me. I better say wife. I would, <laughs> yeah, you I would better also, say yeah. <laughs> I would also say my dad, right? Like, go back to the pops who who got me to where I'm at. <laughs> true story. True story. Uh, okay, would you rather have super fast speed or be have the ability to fly? Fly. Um, I, yeah, I think I definitely fly. I mean. Um, Running just seems like a lot of work, so I think <laughs> might be a way to, easier way to go there. Well, and I, I feel like I've never had a dream where I was running and it was a good situation. I've had dreams where I was flying and it was good, so I'll go with flying. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, what is the one thing when you travel, what the one gear or equipment that you always take with you? Uh, Noise-canceling headphones. It's, it is necessary. A hat. Yeah. No, well, oh, there you go. Well, it's a true story. I, I, I tell you what, you, you, everybody in my family jokes, anybody that knows me, they don't know if they've ever seen me without a hat. And luckily I, I met my wife at Zephyr because my hat collection is absurd. And the only way she's still married to me is that she knew what she was getting into when she met me. <laughs> Same here. My wife knew already that I was addicted to hats and, and there's nothing I, she could do about it. See, my, my advice on that is it's like, I leave with no hat, but then I come back with that mm. so that's that's always the way i try to play it that's right. true though every time i go to a trip for a, a baseball game i was like all right honey what am i allowed to buy what yep. can i buy right okay Absolutely. so my one or two hats or shirt maybe what are we talking about here and then right. of course i have a list of things that i can only get and after that <laughs> you know that's uh, that's so true that is very true all right so going back to another question you know so you find ten thousand dollars on the road what is the very first thing you do with that? Hmm. First, I see if uh, somebody lost it, but uh, <laughs> if that's if it's mine, then uh, oh boy, I don't know. I'll probably buy a hat or a new <laughs> pair a of shoes answer. or something like that. Get a driver. I don't know <laughs> something along those lines. Now, this is where my wife's probably with me, and this is where I give her the the ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will. I would do kind of the same. I was like, honey, I found this. And then we'll just let it sit there for a little bit and see if anybody claims it, you know, right. and then if after that, nobody was like, well, hey, it's all fair game after that. Right. Bill's got to get paid. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for doing this. This was a lot of fun. Um, where can people find you on uh, on the socials? So we've got got a couple different areas. You can find us on LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, we do have a website. It is in some works of being rebuilt and, and retweaked, but zhats.com. Um, you can, like I said, check out Zephyr Hats handle for Instagram and Twitter. Um, check us out on LinkedIn. Um, and then you can always find us in local retailers. Always check out. And if you're a hat junkie, you know where to find the hat walls and where to look. Um, hopefully they can, can find some good stuff. 
I love it. Love it. All right, guys. Again, thank you again. Uh, and then we will see you guys around. Appreciate Sounds it. Good, thank you. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoy that episode with uh, Chris and JM of Zephyr Hats. Make sure you guys are following the the company uh, Zephyr and Blue 84 on all their socials. I did put every single one on the show notes as well as his LinkedIn. And uh, Blue 84 has a YouTube channel, so make sure you guys are subscribed to that as well. Also, uh, do me a favor, guys. Make sure you guys are telling one more person about this uh, podcast so that way other people are able to hear it. Give it five stars and then uh, hit the subscribe button so that you guys are always in the know but before i go guys you guys already know what i'm about to tell you okay uh so here it is what do you call a lion with a cool hat a dandelion all right all right i will see myself out and until then guys keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues see ya This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean, and I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series. And in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick. And Corey. Of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brim Media at curvebrimmedia.com.